just wanted to do some uh, what I want to call get ready updates concerning biblical events that are happening in our day. I really believe we're living in biblical times. So I just wanted to share some stuff that I think is important. The Apostle Paul said that we're not to be alarmed or shaken or taken by surprise at the things coming in the latter days. And so I just want to talk about some of these things, and I'm really excited. I'm blown away at how amazing our Bible is, that thousands of years ago, uh, prophets that were led by the Holy Spirit wrote some things down that are happening in real time in the days in which we live. And so I'm just excited about to show and share scriptures that parallel events happening in our times. And if uh, you've ever thought, I want, man, it would have been so nice to live in Bible times. Well, I want to tell you, we're living in Bible times right now. And the scripture has a lot to say uh, about the events that will happen before the rapture of the church. We've all heard about uh, the tribulation, Antichrist, Mark of the Beast. And there's all these things that the Bible talks about a lot. And uh, so in this segment that we're going to call Get Ready, I just want to share some stuff for the reason explained of getting ready for the return of Jesus Christ. And so in the, the Bible talks about the end of days or at the end of the age, the time of the end. Uh, there's a lot of content in Scripture about these things. So as we go through some of these things, I just want to, to share and clarify maybe some things that you've heard and spoken. One of the things I like about what Jesus said is in Mark, excuse me, in Luke chapter 21, verse 28, he says, So when all these things begin to happen, stand and look up, for your salvation is near. And I just, I believe that's happening. So as we go through these updates, uh, I just want to share some of these things. Today, I just want to kind of share with you about a 7,000-year calendar, God's calendar, if you will. And 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8, he says this, But you must not forget this one thing. So he's talking about, so don't forget this. Dear friends, a day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. And so I just kind of want to go through a 7,000-year calendar, if you will, that is spelled out right at the beginning in the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 1, 3 through 5, is a creation account of the first day, day one. And if we parallel, if if a day is like a 1,000 years, so day one there was a creation, but maybe it parallels a 1,000, a millennium. And so God separated light from darkness. Well, in that first thousand years, uh, we see, you know, Adam and Eve sinned, and there was a separation of light and darkness. Adam and Eve were separated from God, and uh, physically and spiritually, they were separated. And that's pretty significant for that first thousand years. Day two uh, of the creation account, God separated the waters from above and below, it says, in chapter 1, verse 6 through 8 in Genesis. Well, in the second millennia of mankind, uh, we see the waters of the flood of Noah that were separated and brought judgment to the earth through the great flood. And, and uh, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing in the second millennium that that happened. And just like in that second day of creation. So 2,000 years in to 
human history, there was a flood. Day three of the Genesis account, Genesis chapter 1, verses 11 through 13. On the third day, God created plants and seed. And uh, so for the earth and for life. And it's interesting, in the third millennium, the next 3,000 years of human history, we come to the story of Abraham, who made a covenant, God made a covenant with Abraham uh, to have his seed throughout all the earth and nations. Then we go to day four of the creation account, Genesis 1, uh, verses 14 through 19. And on the fourth day, God makes lights to fill the sky, sun, moon, and stars. And in the four in the next 4,000 years of human history, God raised up prophets to give light to Israel. And God sent his son, Jesus Christ, as the greatest light of all to light up the world. Can I hear an amen? And then on day five, the, the 5,000 uh, years of human history, in the Genesis account, Genesis 1, verses 20 through 23, on the fifth day, God created the first living creatures. And in the next... The 5,000 years of human history, God raised up new creatures. We're become a new generation in Christ. Gentiles are able to receive Jesus Christ and inherit eternal life because of Christ's death, resurrection on the cross. And the birth of the church happened. The Holy Spirit was poured out. Uh, and so that happened in about 5,000 years of human history. And then day six... Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, on the sixth day, God created man and woman. He tells them to fill the earth and subdue it. And then the 6,000 years or the sixth day, which I believe that that's the time period we're living in right now, the sixth millennium, is one in which uh, God has empowered the church to carry the gospel to all the world by his Holy Spirit. He continues to empower the church and individuals to go preach and uh, we're accomplishing that. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 14, it says, And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the world, so all nations will hear it, and then the end will come. I just want to tell you, we're living in incredible times where even right now, this is being broadcast around the world. But not only that, we got missionaries in some of the remotest parts of the country translating the Bible. Revivals are breaking out, even in difficult places like Iran, Syria, North Korea, China, uh, Russia. I mean, there's a huge uh, movement happening from the people of Ukraine that are going into different countries right now because of the war. Uh, the gospel is being preached. And uh, there's an urgency. There's an urgency. And so Jesus said, this gospel will be preached. And so we must be ready for the next phase of human history. And the next thing to happen after the sixth day uh, is the rapture of the church, which will bring in another piece of timeline called the tribulation, another seven-year uh, period. And uh, on the seventh day, Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 and 3, after God created everything, he rested on the seventh day. Well, we know this is going to come because the Bible tells about a millennial reign with Jesus Christ. When the church is raptured, there'll be a seven-year tribulation, and then Jesus Christ and those uh, who are with him will come back to rule and reign for a thousand years, therefore completing the seven years 
seven millenniums, if you will, or the seventh day of creation. And so the Apostle John describes this thousand-year reign of Christ in Revelation chapter 20, verse 1 through 7, and he assures of the certainty of the last thousand years of human history to, of, as the millennium ruling and reigning with Jesus Christ. I just kind of want to go through closing uh, some some pretty important stuff, I believe. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 2 and 3, it says, I want you to remember what the holy prophet said long ago and what our Lord and Savior commended through your apostles. Most importantly, and just catch these words, most importantly, I want to remind you that in the last days, scoffers will come mocking the truth and following their own desires. Verse 4, then they will say, what happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again. From before the times of our ancestors, everything has remained the same since the world was first created. You know, I just think that's important that Peter said scoffers will come and, and uh, he's just wanting believers to know in the last days, there are gonna be people that come that think the rapture of the church is just kind of foolish. But Peter's assuring us it's not foolish. And these are some signs that we can look for that people will scoff and make fun of our faith and belief in Jesus Christ and the rapture of the church. And so by creating everything within the seven-day period, God was effectively saying, I'm allotting 7,000 years of human history. And during the first 6,000 years, man is in charge to, to rule it and manage the earth. And quite frankly, I don't know if we've done the best job but then Christ will come with his rule and reign for that last thousand years. And that's really where we're up against here very shortly. Second Peter chapter 3, verses 9 through 15, I want to read. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise. As some people think, no, he is being patient for your sakes. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. You hear the love of Jesus? But the day of the Lord will come unexpectedly as a thief. Then the heavens will pass away and a terrible noise, and the very elements themselves will disappear in fire. And the earth and everything in it will be found as deserving judgment. Since everything around us is going to be destroyed like that, this, what holy God, godly lives should we live? Looking forward to the day of God and hurrying it along. On that day, he will set the heavens on fire and the elements will melt away in the flames as he has promised, a world filled with God's righteousness. And he concludes with this. And so, dear friends, while you are waiting for these things to happen, make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in his sight. So the Apostle Peter just reminding those of us who remain during these last days, be looking forward, don't be caught off guard, get rid of sin, repent, live blameless lives. So as we go through some of these things in upcoming days and weeks ahead, that's our goal. Jesus is coming, but man, let's make sure we are living for the Lord Jesus Christ, blameless and pure, awaiting for the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for watching today. God bless.